Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and I am so happy to be sitting here again with Brett Haginas, H-A-G-I-N-A-S. Yeah. <laughs> you can find her at brethaginas.com. She lives in Austin, Texas with me, um, and she is a birthing doula which is really amazing. And she's also a yoga teacher and healer of sorts. So check out her website, brethaginess.com, especially if you're in the Austin area. And today she's going to be talking to us all about the Ayurvedic dosha. Kappa? Kappa, yes. All right. So do you want to give us an introduction? To Kappa? Yes. Okay. Um, so if you haven't already listened to the Pitta dosha episode that we recorded a couple of months ago. I feel like we dissected really well kind of what Ayurveda is and how it stems from. So I'll just dive right into Kapha dosha. And if you haven't already heard that and you have no idea what Ayurveda is, that'd be a good place to start. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Kapha dosha is uh, one of the three doshas or sort of presenting mind-body types or constitutions. Um, it's ruled by the elements earth and water. So kapha, as it manifests itself, it rules structure and formation, whether that's out in nature or in people. Um, kapha season is late winter to early spring, but I've also heard people say that kapha season is the transitional seasons, so fall and spring. Mm. Um, it's heavy, it's slow, it's consistent, it's sticky, it's spreading. Kappa time of day is 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Uh, so 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. is a good time to start your day and to get moving so that you can avoid feeling sluggish. I think mm. sometimes if you sleep until 10 a.m., you're mm. stuck there. Yeah. <laughs> you can't get up. Um, and then 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. is a good time to go to sleep and to slow down. And the Cappadocia rules childhood part of our lives. Mm. So it's this connection back to when we were playful and when we spent a lot of time outside and we weren't afraid to get dirty in the grass and to just kind of be like lighthearted. Yeah. And there's also like nowhere to be. Yeah. Which is very like Kappa nature. Yeah. Like late back, relax, yeah. not in a hurry, slow moving. Mm -hmm. And it really is like, it does bring me back to that childhood of like, you know, playing in the grass, not yeah. needing to be anywhere, just enjoying myself and baby fat and baby fat and comforting. Like yes. when you think of your childhood, hopefully you have some good reason <laughs> about it. Yeah. Think and like how we should treat children. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Kappa in people, how it manifests itself physically. Usually Kappa people have really smooth, soft, beautiful skin. It's almost like baby-like skin. Yeah. Um, really thick, shiny hair. They can have really naturally spirally curls sometimes or big, thick beach waves. Mm. They usually have darker hair and darker eyes, really full lips, um, thick eyebrows and eyelashes. They're just beautiful. Kappa people are, they're just beautiful. Um, really round eyes. They can have like a hourglass figure. So there's earth to them. Yeah. Right? Sometimes like thicker legs or thicker arms. They're really strong and they have really great stamina. Okay. So like if a Kappa person was a runner, they might 
be like a long distance runner versus a sprinting runner. And I've heard that in like ancient India, Mm -hmm. kapha was the most desirable dosha to have because Mm -hmm. it's healthy and it represents fertility Mm -hmm. um, and just like a lot of that ojas, that life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So they also have really strong fertility. Mm-hmm. Um, they can be really sensual, like just naturally without really trying too hard. Um, they can gain weight easier and they tend to be curvier. Okay. So mentally and emotionally, when a kappa person is in balance, meaning that they don't have too much kappa where it's running their entire life or deficient kappa where well, we'll get into that. But when it's in balance, um, they can be really grounded just being around their presence, you feel this sense of calmness and this like nurturing quality from them. Mm-hmm. They're really patient. They're very loyal. Um, they don't really waver in what they believe in. They are compassionate humanitarians mm-hmm. who care for other people, whether that's animals or children or just other people in general or the environment. They're trustworthy. They're really good listeners. They're good hosts, and they're really good with animals or kids. They have this just, like, motherly quality to them. Yeah, and so I just, because I can't resist interrupting, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I just want to say, listening to all these qualities of, like, nurturing, caring, good counselor, good listener, Mm -hmm. um, good parent, I just keep on thinking about the moon. In yeah. Vedic astrology, and so the moon is a Kappa planet. It's probably the most Kappa planet, um, and then also all these qualities like nurturing, empathetic, emotional. It's also water signs. So being Scorpio, Pisces, Cancer. A lot of the time, if people have any planets in these signs, or if their rising sign is a water sign, they tend to exhibit these qualities. So they can take on this Kappa nature, especially in these more uh, maternal, caring ways yeah um they a lot of kappa people sort of the same for them is that they're slower to learn but they will never forget something once they learn it Mm. so it's that grasping Mm. like earth holds um yeah they never forget they have a really steady mind and when any person becomes pregnant they're naturally put into a more kappa state okay so, um, like, kappa careers, therapists are usually, they have a lot of kappa. Um, just a, that ability to, like, hold deep emotion and to be there for someone without interjecting their own story, just mm-hmm. listening. Teachers are great examples of kappa. Um, really anyone who works with animals, so whether that's, in any way, maybe it's at like a shelter or with animal rescue or a vet and with children also. Usually when it comes to teachers, it's the like lower grade, like kindergarten, elementary school mm-hmm. rather than high school. Mm-hmm. And so something else that I'm hearing is like teaching, right? Yeah. And helping to raise. And so in Vedic astrology, Jupiter is like this great benefic planet that's expansion and growth and, you know, teachers and teaching. It's the guru. And it is an extremely kappa planet. Um, there's, there are many people that I could think of off the top of my head who have Jupiter, especially in the first house, who are excellent teachers, excellent leaders, and also 
very <laughs> in nature. Mm-hmm. And so if you have a really strong Jupiter or Jupiter in the first house, um, you can look into that, see if you're resonating with what Brett's saying yeah. about Kappa. What's like an example of someone who has Jupiter in the first house? Martin Luther King. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. So Martin Luther King has Jupiter in the first house and actually so does Beyonce. Ah. And so something that I was going to talk about a little bit later on, um, having Jupiter in the first house or having many planets in the first house, because the first house is really your, your physical composition and you as an individual. And so if you have a lot of planets in the first house, it's kind of weighing it down. It's making it a little bit heavier. It's also giving you more attention and more of a spotlight. Um, and so if you have many, if you have two or more planets in the first house, I'm going to guess that there's a strong possibility that you have a lot of kappa in there. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so like I know another Kappa person that we talked about already, Beyonce and MLK, but also Shaquille O'Neal. Yes. So do you want to like dive into that a little bit more? <laughs> sure. So we were thinking about famous people that we could talk about because having examples is always helpful, especially when you have a podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but so Martin Luther King, he has Jupiter in the first house, as we discussed. Beyonce has multiple planets in her first house and she's a Virgo rising. And so Virgo being an earth sign, um, it's already kind of predisposition to have a little bit of a cup of nature. And then she has multiple planets in her first house, making her this person who's impossible to miss. Right. And as Brett was talking about earlier, she's curvaceous. She has beautiful skin. She has beautiful hair. Um, very good. Um, example of Kappa. And then for Shaquille O'Neal, if you go back and listen to my first podcast on Ayurveda, I say that one of one of the signs that's very difficult to argue being Kappa is Pisces because they are a water sign and they're ruled by the planet Jupiter. It's just very Kappa. So Shaquille O'Neal is a Pisces rising and he also has Mercury in the first house. And Mercury in the first house is also something I've seen that can bring a lot of Kappa nature. Mercury is tridoshic. It can take on a lot of different doshas. Um, but I have seen that when it comes into the first house, it can bring more of this cleaning nature about it, making it a little bit more kappa. Um, he also has Jupiter in the sign of Sagittarius, making it a really strong uh, kappa. And then he has moon in the sign of Scorpio. And so Scorpio is pitta and Kappa, but with his entire chart, looking at it holistically, he's also a super good example of someone who is Kappa. Yeah, I like these examples too, because they're people who were in the spotlight, which is typically more of a Pitta quality, but they do it in a very Kappa way. So like, (laughs) for example, like Beyonce is like absolutely a superstar. Yeah. But if you look at like, I think of her presence on social media, she... And this is just one example, but like she, like on Instagram, for example, she'll just like drop a picture of herself, like looking fabulous and beautiful and then just leave it there and like not say anything about it and then like peace out. So she's not like like engaging and entertaining all of like the praise that she's receiving. She's just kind of like, this is who I am. Like, I know I look good. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like she doesn't have to beg for it. Yeah. It's, it comes to her super easily. And then you like also her and her family, they're big 
humanitarians and benefactors and they give back a lot to people and she's a mother and mm-hmm. yeah yeah her songs are very empowering towards women for sure so it's not so much about like look at me I'm a superstar it's like creating something for everyone to enjoy absolutely but anyways that's my um, praise on Beyonce <laughs> so when Kappa people are out of balance and this means that they just have so much kappa that it's running over Mm. they can feel overweight lazy they can have a lot of swelling especially in their joints so it's that water retention Mm -hmm. um congestion which usually happens in spring and late winter during kappa season there's a lot of like mold or pollen floating around they can have slower digestion, um, a really, really heavy menstrual cycle. They can feel just so tired. They don't want to get off the couch. Depression is a big symptom of out-of-balance kappa, as well as blackheads on your face. So it's that like, congestion physically on your skin. They can have higher cholesterol. They can be really smothering, like martyrs almost, and very codependent towards the people around them. Um, they can be a little messy. They can feel stuck. Yeah. So it's when that nurturing quality kind of runs over to the dark side. And it can become clingy. <sighs> yeah. And it's just like, I relate. And like, what's so hard about kappa? Because it's, it's a dosha that can be a physical composition, but it's also kind of this energy that runs through everything. So there can Mm -hmm. be different things around you that have a kappa nature. Mm -hmm. Like an oak tree, for instance, has a kappa element to it. Or ice cream Mm -hmm. has a kappa element. And so there are activities that are kappa. And I've, and through at least my experience, I'm interested to see what you have to say. It's like engaging in kappa activity can perpetuate kappa activity. It like grows. Yeah. <laughs> so if I'm laying on the couch for two hours, the likelihood of me laying on the couch for two more hours is very high. Yeah. And then I gotta, I have to like break out of the kappa. And then once I'm out of it, it's, it's fine. I'm good. I can, I can be out of it. But if I entertain the kappa, it's really difficult for me to get out of it. Yeah. And did you already cover like depression being like an over, the dark side of kappa? Yeah, I mentioned Did you it. Mention that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's that heaviness. Right. Sometimes people with depression will describe it as like just a dark cloud over them that they can't seem to get out from underneath. Yeah. Um, so ways to kappa, kappa bust, kind of like get out of or bring your kappa back into balance is basically doing anything that's a little bit the opposite of mm-hmm. kappa. So whereas kappa is heavy and slow and it might be good for people who have a vata imbalance to imply or implore um, kapha tendencies. If you feel like you have too much kapha, the best thing to do is to sweat or to work out, to move your body. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second best thing to do is to have sex. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. It's connecting to your sensuality, which is kapha, but in a way that makes you move. Yeah, I mean, like, that's great news. I think that anybody listening to this would agree that's great news. (laughs) Um, Another great thing to do is go adventure somewhere that you've never been before. So it gets you out of your element and out of your comfort zone a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, 
stay out late and go dancing, <laughs> eat foods with spices in it, um, eat sour foods okay. and bitter foods like leafy greens or coffee or green tea. Good thing about kappas is that they get to eat all of the fun food. See, you disagree. <laughs> I would also say vatas get to eat a lot I, of the food. That's how I feel. Like, they vatas? get to eat like red and sweet tea. Right, right, right. Like, yeah, that's true. And like, cream, yeah, ice cream, that's and, true. Like, all the heavy stuff. But I, I think that kappas are lucky because they can eat all the healthy stuff mm-hmm. and not go out of balance easily. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like their likelihood, it's like if they can – contain themselves from like the sweets and the rich food. Yeah. They can have like a super healthy, strong life. Yeah. Which is a little bit more difficult to do for like a Vata, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yeah. Because their digestion's a little bit uh trickier, which we'll talk about in the next we'll segment. Get into that. Yeah. yeah. Um so for top of people, just in general, you want to avoid a lot of salt just because it retains water. Um you want to avoid heavier foods like dairy and a lot of grains, but I'm not, you know, a nutritionist and I'm not going to tell you what to eat. (laughs) This is just what Ayurveda says to keep you in balance. Um, And then other practices, if you practice yoga, breath of fire is like a really quick way to just bust kapha, which is where you stick your tongue out and exhale like a lion. Mm. Um, Sweaty vinyasa classes or power yoga classes or ashtanga and um, if you're into essential oils, sweet orange oil or really any citrus oil is good. It just brings that like zest of life. And rosemary oil, it's really good to get work done. Mm. And also tongue scraping. Huh. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Because cup is also like phlegm. Yeah. And you said earlier like congestion. Yeah. And so scraping the tongue and getting rid of that. The you know, ama. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the sticky stuff. Yeah. Just kind of hangs out, detoxing, mm-hmm. refreshing. Yeah, yeah. cleansing. Mm. So kappas tend to go out of balance in kappa season, which is, again, late winter, early spring, which is also the holidays when you're around your family, which can sometimes feel really suffocating, or when you're eating all of the really rich, sweet, creamy dairy filled foods mm-hmm. and when it's cold outside and rainy outside so it, it all kind of goes hand in hand yeah yeah that's really amazing yeah thank you so much and so just for a little bit more from the astrology standpoint um which I did cover in the first Ayurveda podcast that I posted, but generally very simple because everyone's chart is going to be different. Um, but water signs tend to have kappa. So if you're a water rising sign, or if you have many planets in a water sign, that's going to be an indicator of more of a kappa like energy. Um, and then being an earth rising sign. So rather that be Capricorn, Taurus, or, um, Virgo, you're going to have a tendency to be a little bit kappa, which again, I go way more in depth into this on the first podcast. So please refer back to that. Um, Or if you have many planets in an earth sign, you're going to have a little bit of a tendency to be kappa. But Capricorn has some tricks up its sleeve, which we'll get into (laughs) in Vata. Because Capricorn is kind of a hard one to peg because it's ruled by the planet Saturn, um, which we will talk all about. But did you have anything else to contribute? 
One thing that I think worth mentioning, um, especially for people who are trying to navigate which dosha they fall under, it can be a little confusing sometimes because you can take on multiple doshas. Yeah. Um, and the doshas aren't mutually, mutually exclusive. Mm -hmm. So say you really resonate with kappa, but that you then you can be like a high kappa dosha, but also still be like a total boss or total like a creative artistic person. Totally. Right. So you might just take on those vata qualities or those pitta qualities in a kappa way. Yeah. So like an example would be if you feel like you are primarily kappa dosha, but say you're a CEO, mm -hmm. which is a very pitta position to be in mm -hmm. maybe that manifests itself as a nonprofit that you're an owner of or a school a preschool absolutely and you know I'm actually going to go back to Shaquille O'Neal on this one yeah because he is obviously he's got pitta right yeah he's an athlete yeah he plays basketball he's what's all over the place there's a lot of pitta in him and you can also see that from his chart. He has planets and fire signs showing that Pitta energy. However, he's kind of like the stand-up guy who's always there. He played for the Lakers for how long? Yeah. He never moved. Yeah. <laughs> he never left. That's Kappa. Is it's the stand-up person who's reliable, they're there, they hate change. That's Kappa. Yeah. Um, and so, like you were saying earlier with the CEO, I, I really love that example as well as it's like you can display other qualities of course and there's go there may be like an underlying cup of force yeah if you have a lot of kappa um yeah and I could go on about this all day I'm like thinking of other examples but I, I want to keep it bite size we're at 21 minutes yeah <laughs> so we'll wrap it up but did you have anything else to add did no. you want to say anything else Okay. That's all I got. Okay, great. Do you have any workshops coming up for yoga or things that you're doing that's special? I do. Um, on November 11th, which is also my birthday, I'm teaching a full moon class at the Carpenter Hotel in Austin. Um, so I have information on that on my website and social media. It's through Wonderlust uh, Yoga Austin. So okay. Wonderlust. We're going to get witchy and howl at the moon and Hold I'll on. probably ask you to tell me what the moon is in, what time. I am already getting excited for this. Hold <laughs> on one second. So this is your birthday, November 11th. Yeah. It's a full moon also? Yes. It's the full moon the day after technically. Still um, exciting. Yeah. Okay. That's amazing. We're going to talk more about that. Okay. I'm going to go. <laughs> okay. Okay. Great. So this is Astrology Now podcast. Thank you so much. If you want to look into Brett's offerings, you can go to her website, brettagonist.com. If you would like to schedule a reading with me, you can email me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com or visit my website, innerknowing.yoga. And please follow Astrology Now's very own Instagram, astrologynow underscore podcast. Again, my name is Christine Rodriguez. Thank you so much.